Since the dawn of human communication, men and women have gathered around the campfire to share stories of myth and legend. From the kindling of that fire leapt a spark that would never dim. Thousands of years later, that spark of storytelling would start a new flame in the form of motion picture, where bold visionaries would revolutionize the medium of narrative. Soon, characters and cinematic worlds outgrew the confines of a single picture. Epic tales would now span a multitude of movies. Fiction had become franchise, and in the world of marketable properties, that franchise would become king. Join the epic quest of two blokes who will navigate this confusing and convoluted world of procedural properties to terrifying ends. These are the Franchise Boys. Welcome to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. Uh, I'm Ned Colin. I'm Sean Culligan. And you're listening to The Franchise Boys, a, a mini-series where we're going through the Fast and Furious franchise, out of order, talking to one another about it, trying to figure out what these things are about. We've got no prior knowledge. Just welcome. Welcome. I, Sean, I think we need like a nice... This is more for vanilla Lights, Cameras, Blokes. Mm-hmm. But I think we need a punchy, like, you know, welcome to... Welcome to Lights, Cameras, Blokes, and then a, a one-liner, you know? Yeah, like, uh, like we're getting sweaty oh. and and furious. Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, I hate that, but it's <laughs> something, you know, with that energy would be a treat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, how you been doing? It's been a while. I've addressed it, the controversies, you know, the great blokes blackout of, of Yeah, there was a lot of DMs. They were like, where are you guys? I I need you guys. Please, please come back. I appreciate uh, but that. in in the absence, I I've been good, man. We're back. We're back and and doing it proper. So I mean, at this point, we've already uploaded like probably four episodes. So this is yeah. more just you and this me. This is. I feel like I need to share. Can we talk about the Fast and Furious franchise boys series being like a little somewhat cursed? Going into the lights, cameras, blokes, lore, franchise boys was one of the first, th- maybe the first thing we like recorded. It was the first thing, like a yeah. year ago. And I made us record that first episode three times, and it was like some mad nightmare. You kept saying, yeah, okay, I don't mind. I kept making you re-record it because I was like, wasn't feeling it, wasn't feeling it. Eventually, we got it out there, but then, well, eventually we recorded it, and then I freeze again. I freeze. I think there's something about the power of Fast and Furious that just either deeply kind of intimidates me as a as a man as an alpha or, or, or I don't no know. no okay it's it's the giga chad mark sinclair that is yep. so powerful he freezes you and you can't perform you can't move you can't do anything other than not put out a podcast yeah yeah you're that right. made no sense at all i'm sorry I'm just... no i love it. <laughs> it it tells me we're back sean it tells me we're back <laughs> should we start can we should we should we get started with a, some light kind of recommendations it's been such a long time i'm sure we've both been consuming so much media and art as men of culture our listeners are people of culture too let's let's share this space with them what have, what have you been what's been good in your life man man i've been listening to this uh Kelmico album 
fishing again. Uh, that was, I think, mm-hmm. both of our favorite album of 2019, You'd if I right. remember the year You'd correctly. Right. There wasn't a lot of great albums that came out that year, but Kelmico was far and away the best thing that dropped. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, that is C-H-E-L-M-I-C-O. It's a rap duo out of Japan. Wonderful album. Honestly, all, all of their albums have been great, and you can listen to their albums all the way through. That's what I like. That's my barometer for a good album is if I can listen to it all the way through. And the reason I started listening to their album in 2021 is because they came out with an Instagram filter. So you can put their logos all over your face and I'll maybe even throw one up on the Instagram, which is lights.cameras.blokes. A, a seamless transition, Sean. You, you, we've been gone, but you just, you know, you haven't gotten rusty. Calico, 10 out of 10. I think it's the last song on the album, like Exit or something. Yeah. Uh, I Whenever I make a friend a playlist, as I often do to kind of gloat my superior taste in music to, to you know, my associates, uh, loose acquaintances, just people I want to talk down to. <laughs> I, uh, I always sign it off with exit. I, I you know, cause oh, it's just a, a nice, one. like you get, you know, see you tomorrow. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, what a closer. It's, a, uh, it's the perfect tempo for it. It's kind of, mm. yeah, you're finishing your coffee. You're, oh, you know, so you're exiting good. this playlist. Wonderful. It is, it is so good, man. Well, I'll, uh, recommend a film I saw the other day. First, I'll say the Oscars has been and gone. I don't really know what's won or lost. You know, I like film a lot. I don't pay much attention to the Oscars. Doesn't in- wait, wait. You mean we're not we're not doing our three hour blokes Oscars review podcast episode now? I thought we were gonna do. Sean, I no. thought about it. Sean, the time kind of was there, and then it went while I was in the big kind of Fast and Furious freeze. Okay, so it was kind of mm. too late by the time. I was thinking, thinking about it. I haven't seen a lot of the Best Picture nominees. A lot of them have really just come to the UK. They're now on my watch list and they'll sit there for like a year. And then in a year, I'll say like, oh, yeah, Minari's really good, man. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But, you know, I, I'm in no rush. Uh, I did see a film I loved. I didn't think it was uh, Academy nominated. But The Kid Detective, which is about a guy who was a, a kid detective, kind of like if you've ever read like young adult novels where there's a kid in town who like solves local mysteries. And was that like the premise of like the Babysitter's Club or something? Or like I think of the um, Hardy Boys. Yeah, I'm sure America had their own things. We had the Famous Five. Yeah, it's it's that kind of thing, but he's grown up and he's, you know, terribly depressed and a kid comes along and asks him to solve, like, the mystery of a murder. And it's great. It's it's real, really funny. It reminded me a little bit of The Nice Guys, if you ever saw that, which was a kind of Shane Black, pulpy, noir kind of crime detective thing. But I want to recommend The Kid Detective because it's very funny. You start to kind of worry what it's doing tonally because you've kind of got, like, kids being goofy and then you've got like you know pedophile rapists and you're like (laughs) these things don't mix very nicely but then it sticks the landing so well it goes from being like a pretty good film to i think it go it i mean it steps into greatness at the very end sticks the landing i'm gonna watch this and there's a great pong gag come for the pong gag Uh, the kids are going to be playing pong again after this one Ooh, uh, that I, I like a good game of pong. Or is that ping pong? 
not Atari 2600. No, Are yeah, we talking Pong's pi- like the Atari 2600 yeah, yeah. one? Ping pong is, you know, with a table. The you ball. just shortened it to, you know, for the streets, for the, you know, for the cool kids. Pong. No, it, for the Atari 2600, it was oh, called what? Pong. Oh, what? It is Pong. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was, oh, oh, I thought. <laughs> wonderful. No, I, I, w- wonderful. I wasn't letting my gang influences <laughs> kind of seep through. It's yeah. just Pong. Uh, recommend that one. You know, there may be more recommendations as the uh, as the podcast goes on, but I Ooh. want to introduce them organically. Nice. Before we jump in. Oh. Oh. I got a little section. I got a little section, and this can be no more than 30 seconds. This is a little section I like to call bike update. Ned and I have been slowly putting together mountain bikes because, hey, what else are you going to do in quarantine? But Ned, how's your bike going? Yeah, me a little more slow than others. I got the new grips on. I bought a new seat, but I haven't found the right tool to kind of pry the one seat I've got on. Yeah, I bought some tools. It's it's a slow process. And the big thing is going to be brakes, because if I try fix that, you know, this will be one of the last episodes of Lights, Cameras, Blokes. Ned fucking veered off a cliff. It was Sean's fault, intrinsically, because, like, he made me get that bike. So that's got to sit on your conscience for the rest of... You know, yeah, we don't want that. No, no. Me dying biking would be... What would the equivalent be? You dying, like, listening to Kara Carabinito. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What would make like, me feel bad, you know? Like, going going to a movie theater that you told me to... Mm. Or going to a movie at a movie theater and then, like, a lamp falls on me or something. You know? Oh, yeah, man. You, like, getting too engrossed in your Switch while, like, walking and you fall down the stairs and... and I don't want it. This is yeah. getting too dark for me. I need my co-host. <laughs> uh, what would happen to all our potential branding opportunities? What was your bike update then, man? My bike's doing well. New bars, new grips, new gear, lever. Well, it's the new micro shift levers. I mean, it, it's just... New bars, in- new grips. Who are you, man? MC Ride? <laughs> <sighs> Welcome back to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Dang, we're we're killing this up. Yeah, no, my bike is doing great. This was more about me gloating how how awesome my bike is doing. And I'm also to push you to get your bike up to speed because next week there will be another bike update. Yeah, hopefully. I'll have to have something for it. You have to have something done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can confirm I've seen Sean's bike. It is pretty sick. It's a sick bike. Yeah. I I mean maybe maybe you'll throw it on the gram, man. I don't know. I think that was that was the lead up to it. Um you can follow us at lights.cameras.blokes. Dude, let's let's go for a fucking record. Let's recommend our Instagram on the dot every five minutes. <laughs> One second, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a stopwatch going. <laughs> uh, how many promos for our gram can we fit into this motherfucker? Starting, awesome. starting. I'll check okay. back on that, or I'll forget. I don't know, but you know because you're listening to this, and it's happened. Do you want to jump in to the franchise, boys? Proper, you know. Let's do it, Sean. For context, Sean has watched Fast and Furious 4, I have watched 5. Previously, Sean watched 1, I watched 2. Having both already seen 3, we did a kind of joint episode on it, more of a standard lights, cameras, blokes. But now we're kind of back into, you know, franchise boys proper. And I think this is the kind of, this is episode will be the genesis of what I always believed franchise boys could be. Let me pull up my thesis. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Sean, before we ask the the question of, you know, what is Fast and Furious 5 or Fast 5, and I'll explain as to why I'm going first rather than we're talking about 4 first, but I wanted to ask, what is 
the franchise boys i kind of saw this series as a chance to kind of riff on the absurdity of these kind of huge blockbuster properties i don't think there's anything kind of intrinsically bad or wrong with them i don't think there's a problem with something being fun and that is the kind of point but i do think you know these franchises are pretty big they're the kind of monolith of the entertainment industry and as they go on as they get more kind of complex they become way less approachable which is why for like a series like fast and furious had we not decided to do this we probably never would have seen these films because because you need to watch 10 to 11 to 12 Fast and Furious movies to get caught up to Fast and Furious and who the fuck's got the time. You can't just jump into fucking the upcoming Fast 10 and pretend right. to know what's going right. on. The The problem with this particular series so far has been watching 1 and 2 and then even 3 Tokyo Drift. Pretty standalone affairs, I think. You yeah, you can, you can jump in and just watch number 3 by itself and you're good. And I'd say the same for for two. You won't enjoy it as much, but but uh, and then one of course because it's the first one. So far, pretty stand alone kind of movies, not too intimidating to get into. And and you've got a lot of like franchise movies kind of of that ilk where people kind of dip in and out. Like there are you know there are twelve of those Friday the Thirteenth movies. It's not a new thing to have long running film franchises but like you do not need bar the odd exception you do not need the lore of jason voorhees to know what's going on in friday you know seven friday eight you just kind of get what's happening Mm -hmm. for the most part this is where i think movies today this particular cross-section of popular culture is very interesting because i think you're getting more and more franchises like your mcus your dccus your YMCA's, your RESPECTs, find out what you mean to me. Uh, <laughs> where you you cannot just jump in to like Captain America 3 Civil War and follow it because there are separate characters from separate properties. It's, you know, it's impenetrable. You're not getting into that. I wanted to talk about Fast Five first because my experience was fairly crucially to this entire conversation, I think. Fast Five is not where the series has like lost you lost you i picked up on the kind of context clues of it but it's kind of a very crucial pivot into that cinematic universe space which is very kind of bankable and is no doubt kind of inspired by what like marvel and dc and you know the likes were doing uh and it takes a step into getting a bit fucking weird like, to, almost, you know, a little weird, especially if you haven't seen these movies in order and, and you, you know, you haven't been following the fast law very closely, like, which is the premise of this show. This is what I was hoping franchise boys would be, us being like mildly confused at what's going on. So Great. this Great. is like a long preamble to say like fast five. And I don't, I'm excited to hear about four because maybe four you start to see that as well. Don't tell me yet. No spoilers. But Fast Five is the kind of Avengers step of Fast and Furious. This is a big ensemble movie. It has characters from all the previous films, some of which I recognized, some of which no way, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, And it doesn't lose me. Crucially, like, this isn't where things have gotten 
too weird but it's it's you can see it just getting like weird enough where you can see it like like teetering on a cliff edge where it will fall and in five more fast and furious movies be like on a moon base shooting lasers at one another oh, shit yeah this is like way speculation you know because this is not that weird i want to preface that but you can see it start to get weird and that's why i think fast five is is exciting i also think as it gets more confusing what's going to be important for us is to be like the linchpin in this series will be us being incredibly concise with what the plot is doing because it's oh, no. important for you to wonder <laughs> no this is what i'm not good at and this is why i was up at 3 a.m writing like mad fast and furious notes but it's going to be important that we can communicate the plot as kind of both aptly but but as briefly as we can you know not as briefly it's not like they go to rio and steal cars and come back it, uh, so not briefly briefly but importantly to what i'm going to tell you is that there are elements of this film i have left out i have kind of cut from the conversation and we'll come back to those later but they are not important to the thrust of what this movie is kind of doing okay great and if, you, if great. you're a fast fan and i've left out your favorite character your favorite interaction uh fucking fight me <laughs> no i don't i apologize <laughs> um so i'm going to talk to you about the story of, of fast five it can just be a block of me talking i'm going to try to keep it as quick as possible it is a two-hour movie so as quick as possible is probably still going to be the 15 to 20 christ minutes. it's two hours this is the longest one so far from what I hear. But this is also a very important little indicator of what it's kind of becoming, you know, because this is a big oh, ensemble film, two hours long. This is like the one the others were building up to, you know. This is the event movie. Like, oh, you've seen those other Fast and Furiouses, right? You've got to see this new one. Everyone's there. Ah, We're okay. stepping into that territory. Now, I'll preface the story with one kind of two kind of big notes okay this one is a big pivot away from the classic formula as has been or at least as i have seen it in uh too fast too furious and tokyo drift this is not about street racing there what? is very little street racing in this film which is the second note there's very little you know classic fast and furious minutia in this there's a lot of car stuff there's car stealing and car disassembly and car assembly, but it exists to kind of blueprint what is more of an Ocean's Eleven heist plot. Ocean's, I'm going to mention a lot because that is the kind of skeleton of this movie. They've decided, they've made a conscious decision, street racing cannot continue to carry Fast and Furious, which I think is an important thing. Like, that's what I thought Fast and Furious was. It, was like, it would be like if the Avengers just no longer had superpowers. No, but this is exactly what the Avengers have done because... Oh, well, uh, I haven't seen those either, so... <laughs> like, the Avengers is the big ensemble action punch-up, but individual Marvel films tend to try and find their kind of separate genres. Like, Captain America 2 is... In theory, it's a political thriller. Iron Man is a sci-fi action. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy is a space opera. It, they all try to find their own thing. 
And that's what I see Fast and Furious starting to do. It wants to branch out from street racing crime movies. This one wants to be a heist movie. I don't see them all being heist movies from here. I see this as an important step as like, we're going to see different kind of machinations of Fast and Furious as we go. I'll, t- I'll talk about it. I'm going to have kind of questions and assumptions as we go because I haven't seen four and I feel like four was heavier in the setup to this than than has mm-hmm. previously been the case. You interrupt me as we go. Talk to me as we go. So, I'm going to try punch through these, but but talk to me, Sean. Talk to me. Be- before, before we uh, jump right into the movie, I think we need to do a, just a quick little section called Things We Learned Since Last Time that are outside of... The movie sphere outside of the uh, the Fast and Furious, you know, storyline. This is more about the things that I Googled and found on Wikipedia about how Mark Sinclair is married to Paloma Jimenez and has three children. They've been married since 2007 and seem to be in a happy marriage. I mean, he hasn't been divorced yet. Also, he dated Michelle Rodriguez for a brief period after the first movie. Oh, damn. Vin Diesel dated Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Uh, um, also, in Japan, and I knew this, and I, I completely forgot about this. Japan, the title is called Wild Speed. They are they are not the Fast and the Furious Nani. franchise. It is <laughs> perfect. Uh, <laughs> it is called Wild Speed. Nobody knows what's Fast and Furious. Just a nice little note there. Third thing I learned about Fast and Furious. Jaw Rule turned down a second role in Too Fast, Too Furious. So the first time we see Jaw Rule, he is in the first and only time we see him. He is in the first movie. He got paid something like 15 grand to to be in that part where he yells Monica. Yeah, 15 grand. They offered him $500,000 to be in the second movie, but he turned it down because this was when Jaw Rule was like blowing up and he was just like, no, I'm too good for that. And I think he wanted more money. So he passed and they went and grabbed Ludacris. Well, um, listen, no shade to Ja Rule. I wish him, you know, nothing but love. But I got to say, I think Ludacris is a good deal. I think it's a good deal for all of us. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I Well, I haven't seen any Ludacris yet. But from what you've described, it sounds like he's doing his part. Um, and the last thing I learned uh, is, well, no, that was it. Sorry. No. I'm not going to cut that, Sean. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm not going to cut that because I, when, when it comes to editing, <laughs> oh, I man. am, I am the god of this of this domain. Uh, that's not true. Sean's been editing some of the episodes and they've been sounding great. So depending on who edits this, ooh, I need <laughs> um, to get my hands on this now. <laughs> we'll see. Sean, can I start to talk to you about the story of Fast Five? It's just Please Fast do. Five. It's Fast and Furious Five, but it's mainly it's just Fast Five. This isn't even particularly furious but it is it's it's still pretty fast it's five it's five times as fast sean other than the occasional breakaway into madness am i making sense so far i am very tired excellent (laughs) excellent okay great i've written these down i'm gonna punch through them but there's time for discussion you know we've i mean we've got nowhere to be if this is a two-hour podcast then you know that's for us let's play it at my funeral fast five okay so The movie opens with a quick scene of a trial where Dominic Toretto, a.k.a. Dom, a.k.a. Vin Diesel, a.k.a. Mark uh, Sinclair. Mark Sinclair, a.k.a. Riddick, okay, is sentenced to prison. Now, importantly, this is the first time I've seen Dom. I have not 
previously seen him in a fast and furious movie so this was the big like exciting like ooh, i'm lost <laughs> you know uh, right off the bat which is a treat we immediately see his prison bus intercepted by brian o'connor we've got paul walker and mia dom's sister again first time i've seen mia who i remember you talking about from the first movie i do not know what has happened since too fast too furious to penelope cruz's character maybe that'll be a thing you can fill me in on so they completely fuck up this bus fucking wreck it it's in just like it it's a fucking mess but nobody's killed no fatalities but dom is freed okay we see news footage branding them fugitives of the state they're wanted now they all gotta fucking get out uh, we jump ahead brian and mir have fled to rio de janeiro where they meet up with vince who I, again, a character I don't recognize, but I believe he may have He was the goon. He was the goon in the first one. He was a goon in the first one. See, I knew it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so we meet up with Vince. He's living out there with his wife and son. Mia is revealed to be secretly pregnant. You know, so I don't know if Mia was pregnant in Fast 4. No, Clearly. wait. Mia, okay, Mia. No, uh, she, she was not. Okay. Mia's, so Mia's pregnant now. It tells you this pretty soon. But you can tell when she has to go and vomit because we've gone from when women in old movies used to cough blood into the handkerchief and then they die of consumption. Uh, but now women covertly vomit and they're pregnant. Uh, <laughs> Wonderful. This is what women do in movies. This, you know, it's 2011. That's not an excuse. It's just an observation. <laughs> so Mia's revealed to be pregnant. Vince offers Brian and Mia a job with the Brazilian mob uh, for some easy money. They both say they're running low on fumes, on gas, on, you know, on green. So they accept. I think it's a little weird they accept because they're on the run from the state. Why do more crime? But they accept the, the job. So now we're on a train uh, in the desert. Brian and Mia sneak into a carriage where, where a flatbed truck driven by the Brazilian mobsters comes up. They cut a hole in the side of the train and Dom appears with the he's has come on the mission with the gangsters and he's reunited with brian and mia this is the first time they've seen each other since the prison break there's a hug wait 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 uh, sorry 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 i'm already a little confused so brian mm. brian and mia went ahead mm. to rio de janeiro after yep. freeing dom after freeing dom but clearly they went their separate ways okay uh, but now they've reunited in okay. brazil on this train heist Dom is clearly wary of the job and gets Mia and Brian to turn on the Brazilians, instructing her to, you know, follow his lead. Uh, Mia does this by stealing the Ford GT40 that they were there to grab. Uh, and she she drives it from the train onto the flatbed truck. And then the flatbed truck lows her onto the ground. And it's like a big, you know, fun action piece. And she, she drives off. OK, the Brazilians realize she's driving away. They attack Dom and Brian. Several feds who are on the train are killed. The truck smashes into the train. It's a big practical set piece. They actually smashed a truck into a train, so that's fun. So Dom and Brian escape on a 1963 Corvette Grand Sport. This is a 10 million... So this was a replica for the movie, but in reality, this is a $10 million car. Wow. Uh, it's the most... I believe it's the most expensive car in the movie. They drive it off a cliff into a lake, completely fuck the car. They are immediately captured by the Brazilian mob. Okay. Dom and Brian, I'm sick of saying Dom and Brian, so they're going to be Brom for short, are interrogated. Uh, we meet the kind of mob patriarch, Reyes, 
who threatens Dom's sister because he knows Dom's sister has the car he wants. Uh, he leaves and Brom both immediately escape. It's like within minutes of turning up and being interrogated, they're out. It is barely a fucking inconvenience for them. They return to Vince's garage and they meet Mia uh, and begin dismantling the Ford to see what is in there that the mob really want. Okay, now we cut to an airfield where lawman Hobbs, that's right, Dwayne, oh. the Rock, Johnson. Wow. We got Dwayne. And I know the Rock's a mainstay in these, so I thought, I didn't know if he turned up in four, but I was excited to see him here. I was sort of excited. He really does not do much in this film. He's with his squad. He's hunting down the fast friends. He meets with a Brazilian police chief, maybe. He seems to be the Brazilian police officer in charge. Uh, he requests a particular patrol officer called Elena on his team. He believes that because her husband was killed by the Brazilian mob, she's the only officer on the force who can't be bought out. Worth noting that every other officer in Brazil is bought out. Worth also noting that Rio de Janeiro in Fast Five is a cesspit of corruption, dirty cops, drugs. Uh, I hear the Brazilians weren't hyped on this movie. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, the fast friends are dismantling the car. Vince returns at this point to the garage, but Brian and Dom are very suspicious of him and send him away. He did set that job up that went wrong. I don't entirely know why they're pissed because they're the kind of ones that fuck that job, but they're pissed at him. Vince is... He's hurt. He's betrayed because he thought they were all family. Brian then finds a computer chip in the radio of the Ford. By the way, they've dismantled half this Ford but yeah, you look already confused. We're okay, in the first got... 20 minutes of this. Oh, okay? no. Brian has found a computer chip in the Ford. They had dismantled half the Ford to get here. It's in the fucking radio. You don't have to dismantle half a car <laughs> to get the radio out. They really fucked that one. But um, they, they've got the chip. Uh, the chip contains cash houses, the location of cash houses where the mob boss Ray's is keeping his drug money. All in all, about $100 million in cash stored in separate houses in Rio de Janeiro. This, at this moment, uh, the Brazilian mob and Hobbs's police squad bust in, start shooting up the party. They split. There's a chase across the roofs. Dom saves Officer Elena from gunfire, uh, and they have a bit of a connection. He gets very uncomfortably close to her face and kind of stares her down. Ooh la la, she's on the right side of the law, he's on the wrong side, what's going on? Dom saves Elena from gunfire. Remember how I said this has to be concise for this to work? This is as concise as I can make it. I mean, other than me occasionally losing my place and breaking down, but we can cut all that. You just have to be confused, I'm afraid. I was. Uh, <laughs> Dom saves Elena. Everyone then gets away, okay? Uh, this is maybe where you can tell I was writing this at 3 a.m. It gets a little... Uh, anyway. Uh, Mia reveals to Brian and Dom that she's full of Brian's wet, hot baby fuel. They're both hyped. <laughs> oh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, did she say that? <laughs> uh, she says she's pregnant, yeah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what she said. Dom's so excited, by the way. He says, like, the family just got bigger. He mum is so... Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I haven't let you get over. Okay, uh, okay. Baby you go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Dom's like the family just got bigger. One thing about so this is the first I've seen Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious. I'm reminded he's not a he's not an actor's actor. Uh, 
In fact, he kind of plays it all a bit sleepy. It's kind of like Vin Diesel always kind of just woke up from a nap, <laughs> which, you know, maybe that's endearing. They find a hideout, and Dom and Brian wax poetic about fatherhood and family. It's the scene with the heaviest lift in terms of acting, because it's just kind of them being very sentimental with one another. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> so that when, when the film, this one moment leans on these performances, uh, they decide... It's no, it's no Han in Tokyo Drift overlooking Shibuya. Dude, it makes, uh, dude you hold the fuck on, okay? Uh, they decide they're going to do one last job. They're going to steal. <laughs> Wait, I've heard this before. I think you said that before in the last one. <laughs> I I have a feeling there's always going to be one last job. But... I think I think if there's one thing that ties all these films together, it's these guys doing one last job. You know, I think what uh, we should do is we should get together all the times they've said uh, going to be one last job. last job and put it on our Instagram at lights.cameras.blokes. Okay, uh, they're going to do one last job. They're going to steal all this Brazilian money and then buy their way to freedom. But you know what, man? They're going to need a team of diverse and bankable talent from previous Fast and Furious movies, all right? In fly the team. We've got Roman, Tyrese Gibson from Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, we've got Tej, okay? we got That's fucking ludicrous, man. Oh, ludicrous is yes. here. Uh, we also... Uh, okay, a little... Actually, a little break here, because... Seeing Ludacris in this and being uh, weirdly charmed by him in the, you know, within like the weird mess of the Fast and Furious ensemble, uh, I went back and I was given today, I was just given a listen to uh, Word of Mouth, Ludacris's 2001 album. Uh, I think it's the only like Ludacris album I ever really got fully into, but uh, great album, okay? Uh, if, if you are at the moment confused and scared of the things I'm telling Sean, can I just recommend, pause the podcast, okay? Go listen to some word of mouth. I recommend get the fuck back, okay? You got Ludacris, you got uh, I-20, Fate Wilson, all right? Yeah, you just put that on, relax for a minute, and then come back, and you'll be ready. You'll be ready for the rest of what I'm going to tell you. Okay, so then there are people I've never seen on this team, all right? Great. These this is where guys, I come in. This is where you come in. These two guys, Leo and Santos, uh, they're demolition experts. They speak Spanish. Uh, oh yeah, okay. They're they're in they're in the fourth movie. There you go. And they make a brief appearance in the beginning and at the end, I believe. But they're back. So if you love them in those scenes, they're back here in full force. And then a, a wonder of a woman. <laughs> called Gal Gadot. It would not call Gal It's Gal Gadot. It's Gal Gadot. Who was Wonder Woman? Is the pun I was forcing there. I, uh, Gal Gadot's here. I, there's a twist. Why haven't I used her character's name? I'll tell you at the end. Stay tuned. And then, man, we have him. We've got him. It's Han. What? Han's here. He's chewing his way back into our hearts. He's got easily more what? scenes than he does in Tokyo Drift. Importantly... So after research, after thorough research, Tokyo Drift takes place between Fast and Furious 6 and then partially during Fast and Furious 7. So he is alive. <sighs> okay, that, okay, okay. Gotcha. Uh, Han's here. He's chewing. Nice. Yeah, I put here break for a tiny rant about why these people are here. <laughs> uh, I don't want to take too much time with it because this is already insane. But I will say, like, they, they try 
and push a kind of loose webbing over why these particular individuals have been called in that isn't just these are people you recognize from the previous fast and furious movies they say like we need a chameleon who can blend in anywhere so they bring in han i don't get that <laughs> i don't know what han doesn't really do anything in this movie to kind of you know ascertain why he would be the chameleon gal gadot is brought in because she's a weapons expert they, there's no that is never really called upon again she's just she's just attractive she's gal gadot <laughs> uh, that's not i mean listen we'll get into gal gadot the demolition expert thing leo and santos is kind of brought in ludicrous is brought in because he's good with circuits but like this is all it's such bullshit like none of this stuff matters as to, they could have got anyone who was good with circuits like yeah. <laughs> there's no reason these characters are here other than these guys know them and they're like we need a team oh well i've got five friends let's bring them in that you know <laughs> there's, there's no reason anyway han asks what the job's all about apparently they flew all the way to fucking rio <laughs> they don't know why they're there their uh, family ned they will show up for you know a gender reveal party come on <laughs> it is it is uh it's mia's gender reveal party <laughs> she's gonna she's, <laughs> she's gonna you know pump some nitrous out of a out of a ford mustang whatever color it is is whatever gender the baby is uh, <laughs> so they all stand to make $11 million each, okay? Roman says to this, and this is a quote, that sounds like a whole lot of vaginal activity to me. What? It's terrible. It's, that sounds like a whole lot of vaginal activity to me. He's going he's gonna to use the money to buy women, to buy, like, just, oh. like, it's, vaginal activity is just so disgusting that, like, just say, like, like you can oh, i don't know i just wish you they'd own the misogyny just say like oh i can buy some pussy <laughs> like don't say vaginal activity like you're my that's, science teacher yeah. it's revolting uh anyway that's uh, probably the worst thing i've heard in these movies so far so it was the worst thing i may have heard in my life <laughs> but i will be using it in casual conversation uh <laughs> in in the years to come the team start by hitting up one of the cash houses but they burn the money okay it's joker in the dark knight style like up goes the money in flames uh, on purpose on purpose yeah okay. in front of the the workers this makes the boss raise move all his money to one central location which is a fucking stupid idea but sure it's a password slash handprint protected giant safe in the middle of the police station evidence room okay uh, because he owns all the police all the police are dirty so he can hide it in the police station because that's theoretically a very safe place for it. Don't put all your money in one place if people want to steal it. <laughs> um, Roman then has another great line. This just went from Mission Impossible to Mission in freaking sanity. Roman uh, needs to be like off in the next movie. <laughs> so at this point, we're halfway through, but things will speed up from here. Uh, there hasn't really been any car chases. We're in full oceans mode. The next 40 minutes or so are just kind of, you know, heisty montage things. They'll be quicker to talk about because nothing really happens, but also maybe kind of hard to talk about without going on rants because nothing really happens. Uh, so things will speed up a little from here. In short, the team kind of recon the station, hack the station's CCTV, you know, sneak an RC car into the evidence room to check the safe out. They buy a replica safe 
So Reg, Ludacris, uh, can study it because uh, he's the circuits guy. They have to find a way to get Ray's handprint to open the safe. Now, Sean, here's a little interactive part for you because I was worried your eyes are going to glaze over. I'm just talking about Fast Five forever. Um, which of the following is how the team secure the handprint? All right, play along at home, oh, please. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so A. Dahan and Gal Gadot uh, go scout out Ray's, where Gal Gadot takes off her clothes and then goes up to Ray's in a bikini where she lets Ray's grab her butt and they take the print off Gal's butt. Okay. That's it. That's the only option. So that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, this is uh, serious, man. <laughs> Yeah, she goes up there, he puts his hand on her butt. Uh, you know, they've got the handprint. Pretty easy. So uh, the Gal Gadot stuff is kind of a great indicator of, of several of the problems the movie had. It, one being, like, overt misogyny. <laughs> uh, but but more kind of systemic to the script. A big problem is that problems come, out, uh, come up, like the handprint thing, and they just kind of solve these problems. And and it's not in really an interesting way. It's just in a way that kind of just happens. And it this moves the, up, moves the story, the plot along, just like moves the plot along, but like in a it, kind of uninteresting way. Mm -hmm. Going back to Oceans, you know, a lot of that film is the problem solving, the assembly of the team. Everyone is there for a very strict purpose, and this movie doesn't really have this. It's kind of leaning on it being an ensemble movie with fast and furious characters. So most of the movie is made up of these people interacting, uh, you know, joking with each other, having these kind of moments. Uh, they, we do get to a point where they need the right cars for the job. So they go to a classic fast and furious street race party. It's women in like short shorts. It's, you know, full, you know, uh, what does this sleazy LA guy think of like this is the Tokyo Drift scene yes okay <laughs> I have this same thing in my Justin Lin is still the director right yes Justin Lin directed. so so I have a theory that there is going to be a very reminiscent scene of the the steady cam walking through a party with all the women a la Tokyo Drift in the garage and a la Yep, yep, the yep, scene yep. from okay, so I it's think exactly that the, the same scene. Yeah, yeah, I I am willing to place bets that if Justin Lin is directing it, we are going to get that scene in every single Fast and the Furious movie. I th so maybe maybe <laughs> yes. I, I think, think I think just to keep that to keep the title Fast and the Furious and what people think of it, I think to keep some tiny molecule of consistency, they will throw in one of these scenes. I think there will be variations on this. So, okay, let me talk to you about what happens in this particular scene, okay? Because it kind of gears you up for a classic Fast and Furious race, okay? Uh, they're looking for a car they can use in this heist. Uh, they agree to race for slips in order to win a blue Porsche 911 GT3 RS, all right? Here we go. Is This going to be Fast and Furious. Classic yes. street racing. Yep. No, fuck off, no. <laughs> Sean... <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> we just cut immediately back to their kind of headquarters and they have the Porsche. You miss out on what? the race. We'll table that. But I will say maybe it, this being so I was disappointed because you think like this is going to you're geared for like the formula of Fast and Furious. What maybe it's doing 
and and because you say the exact thing was in four maybe this is a kind of subversion of this like you go in expecting one thing and justin lynn's trying to like play play that a different way Mm -hmm. i still it's just it's a weird cut from them getting ready to race for this car and them just having it 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 was either something you know was this something that was ever in the script was this on like the cutting room floor somewhere Mm. i'm not sure it's it's odd so the porsche isn't good enough they they go and steal (laughs) they steal like a bunch more cars in a very similar sort of way they just kind of end up with these cars they just have them i won't name them all there's a nissan 370z that I liked because it, it's a $10,000 car and that sounds like a car I could own. <laughs> this know? might be the car that you get at the end of the series. Remember that whole uh, little bit we got going where you get a used car at the end of the franchise, boys. I have just reapplied for my provisional. Uh, maybe <sighs> inspired by by Fast and Furious. Let's uh, go. They haven't run them with Hobbs, but Hobbs and Co are outnumbered by Brazilian gangsters. There's a kind of interaction where it's like, you're under arrest, and Vin Diesel's like, no, I'm not under arrest. I don't feel like I'm under arrest. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you're not in America anymore. This is Brazil. And they're chased away by Brazilian gangsters. Uh, during that particular standoff, Reg plants a tracking device on Hobbs's armored truck. I, I, wanting to, you know, give the car enthusiasts as much information as possible, I looked it up. It's not a car available for retail. It's a cool-looking armored truck. Uh, it's called a, a Gurkha LAPV. There you go. Sick. Uh, I'm not a car person, but I, I did my best for for, <laughs> for this one. They do some drifting in the warehouse to practice their getaway. Dom and Brian do a drag race for a million dollars. That's the bet for it. But Dom throws the race because his sister is carrying Brian's boiling hot baby slime. Uh, (laughs) 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 It was three in the morning. Uh, Dom has a run-in with uh, the lady cop. You remember her. And uh, you can tell she's into him uh, because he's a criminal with a heart of gold but abs of steel. So I almost completely forgot. Uh, do you re- you remember Vince? <laughs> yes. He was in the first one. He was the goon. Well, when Mia is out shopping, as I hear women be doing, she... <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even get that one out. You couldn't even get that one out, you bastard. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. She... <clears throat> She's out shopping. She's ambushed by the Brazilian mob. But uh, Vince is there to help her get away. Very convenient. She takes him back to HQ, where Dom just immediately accepts him back into the family. Um, Now, my thinking is, like, how did he know she'd be there? He was already kind of suspect to begin with, because Dom and Brian didn't trust him. So I was thinking, is this, like, a setup? Is he working with the mob? Is that what, like, has been indicated here? No, none of that. (laughs) That was just my, that's what I thought logically was happening. It wasn't happening. That's the thing. That's the thing. Nothing happens in this this chunk of the movie. Like everything you think they could be doing, they are not, you know, there's no spice here. It's just, this is unseasoned. This is an unseasoned chicken dinner heist movie. It's like you saw your friends enjoy that lovely George Clooney meal. And now here's your unseasoned Fast and Furious 5. Such is life. (laughs) Um, uh, So 
the tracking device Reg placed on the armored truck uh, was uh, fuck. Fu- they fucked it. They fucked it because Hobbs found it and used it to track down the Fast and Furious HQ. Okay, uh, there's a big punch up between Dom and Hobbs. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, you you're pulling the how, face. I did. Like, how, why how put did a tracking they tra- device on yeah. someone's car? He's like, there's a line like, it took me a while to find the tracking device. But only a, it didn't take long to flip the receiver. <laughs> like, don't no. place something mm. on someone's car where you can flip the fuck. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. That's just another one. Of, that's just another one of those devices, like the the plot devices that just like means nothing, just to move the story nothing. along. This just happened, and they just want to keep the story going. Uh, there's 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 the big punch up between Dom and Hobbs. Dom is ready to kill Hobbs with a wrench, but he slams it onto the ground. There's like the shot where like he raises the wrench, brings it down hard, some shocked reactions, uh, but then you pull out and no, you know, it's it, Hobbs is fine. There's a hole in the ground next to him where the wrench hit. Uh, Dom is not killing someone today. Uh, they all give themselves up. Uh, a wrench to the head isn't worth a lifetime of dread. Not a line from the movie, just something I like to say. Nice. <laughs> they're, they're all arrested. <laughs> the convoy carrying the gang is ambushed by the mob. All Hobbs' crew are killed. Elena frees the fast gang, who helps defeat the Brazilians and save Hobbs. Wait, Vince, they save yeah. Hobbs? They save Hobbs because Hobbs' crew's down. He's like being overrun. He's on the floor. But then they all like pick up rifles and they're shooting at the Brazilian mob. Got it. And they pick up, they pick up Hobbs and they're like, you know, it's a big. Dom like grabs Hobbs's arm and it's a big like, oh, these two opposing titans are <laughs> together. <laughs> you can smell the testosterone on these boys. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it's all that. Vince has been shot, and he dies. Well, what I want to talk. Yeah, Vince is shot. You know, it's like, you know, there's been the big shootout and then he's like going, and you see on his chest Uh, like a pool of blood. To be honest, he's kind of shot in like the stomach. I I think he could have made it, but he's like, you got to meet my son, Dom. I named him after you. You're like family, Dom. Oh, do I promise I'm going to meet your son. You're like family to me, Vince. So he's like talking about his son. Next shot, this is like some strange moment to moment editing next thing he's dead on a table with a cloth over him you don't see him die <laughs> uh, wow. which it should be the moment that like oh the team is kind of shocked back into reality and it's the big defining moment of the family you've got to show that death like you've got to nail that scene if you want everything to kind of fall into place afterwards it's kind of they kind of fuck that one <laughs> um, but hey you know fair enough they all agree to continue with the heist. Hobbs agrees to help the gang with the safe heist as revenge for his team. You know, because he thinks doing this heist will draw out the mob boss who he can then kill as mm-hmm. vengeance. This is where stuff gets pretty interesting. Now, worried his son is growing apart from him and that he's potentially falling into gang activity at school, uh, Goofy forces Max into a fishing road trip to bring them closer. But when Max diverts them both to LA. Wait, Sean, oh, fuck. Oh Sean, I am so sorry, man. Look, like, w- fucking butterbrain over here. Uh, that. 
<laughs> These are not my notes for Fast Five. This is the plot for Disney's 1995 animated comedy, A Goofy Movie. <laughs> what a blunder. Hey, make sure you use the hashtag, hashtag Ned really goofed it on your social media to share this classic blokes moment. And if you haven't had enough goofy, hashtag Ned really goofed it, then make sure you tune into the upcoming all new blokes network podcast, a very goofy podcast, <laughs> where we deep dive into everyone's favorite goofball. Listen in on exclusive interviews with friends and witnesses of Mr. Goof himself, and learn the truth behind those allegations. Sex, lies, and scandal, all on the Blokes Network exclusive, a very goofy podcast. Don't miss the truth behind the goof. Yuck! <laughs> no. <laughs> You're doing that on so your Sean, own. It's, it's heist time. It's heist time, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's heist o'clock man ignore that ignore that <laughs> it's heist time all right let's, uh, let's get into it Hobbs smashes into the prison with his armored truck they chained the safe to a couple of muscle cars as driven by paul and paul, paul walker <laughs> dom and brian brom uh, brom brom as oh, thank you for bringing it back uh, they drive through the rows of Brazil with a big safe bulldozer attached to their cars, destroying other cars and buildings as they go. This is the big action climax. And they destroy so much shit. Lives are in danger here, Sean. This is not, you know, <laughs> this is where it's dubious if these people are, are good because <laughs> they are yeah. destroying so much shit. Um, <laughs> uh they lose the cops and Dom smashes the safe into Ray's car, Ray the mob boss. Uh, Ray is partially crushed by his own safe. Truly, he is hoisted by his own petard. <laughs> but he doesn't die. Uh, he lives long enough to beg Officer Lawman Hobbs for his life. And Hobbs protects and serves like a good police officer by icing this fool in broad daylight. <laughs> At point blank range. I smell what the rock is cooking and it's systemic injustice. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, God. Dwayne. Hobbs, uh, being a, you know, a sportsman, gives Dom a, and company a 24 hours to scram. Uh, it's a courtesy thing. But makes them leave the safe where it is. But boom. Sean, that was just the turn. And now it's time for the prestige. Unknown to us and Hobbs, Mid-heist, they swapped out the real safe for that dummy safe that they had bought earlier. So they head back to HQ, and presto, they have $11 million each. I'll, again, table the $11 million thing. I don't think... We're talking... I don't think that's enough money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's not table it. Let's... <laughs> yeah, quickly, yeah. $11 million is... I'd be set for life. I'd be happy, you know, I am not turning my nose up at $11 million. I do not want to come across as, you know, that, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. The exact, it, it's the exact amount of money that we will sell this podcast to, to Spotify when we both get $11 million. And that includes a very goofy podcast that, I mean, it's a sweet deal. Uh, <laughs> um, $11 million, though, for betraying the Brazilian mob and being an enemy of the state. I think, like, for context, Sean, for Fast and Furious 9, Vin Diesel made $20 million, okay? Mm -hmm. If you're not making Fast 9 money on your dangerous heist... Was it worth it? it yeah, yeah. Was it worth it? Uh, I Yeah, I think $11 million is a little dear for, for the exploits that, that these people are forced to get up to, but hey. Uh, 
Anyway, they all get their $11 million. They all buy nice cars. Uh, Han and Gal Gadot are seen tearing down the Autobahn in Berlin while they make out. It's kind of like, you know, he's driving fast and they're making out. He's hooked up with Gal Gadot. They're making out. In the words of a great man, that sounds like a whole lot of vaginal activity to me, Sean. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Han mentions going to Tokyo one day. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. So he... Okay. Interesting. She's because like, there's a there's a he says yeah. something like Spain. I don't really know where he says, but he says like Spain or something. And she's like, I thought you wanted to go to Tokyo. And he's like, one day. Well, so. Okay, that's weird because in my movie he has a reference to that too. Alright. <laughs> he just really needs you to remember yeah. that upcoming in the canon is Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Okay. Um, also I didn't know harm was in your movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. Brian and Mia have settled on a private beach. Mia is, and if I, you know, you know I'm going to be disgusting about it, but she's heavily pregnant. Uh, Dom has seemingly hooked up with Elena, that lady cop. The film ends with Brian asking Dom for a real race for real this time. No throwing it like last time. But we cut to credits. We assume they race. Um, we do get an end credit scene where Hobbs is sitting in a police station. And Monica from Too Fast, Too Furious, Penelope Cruz, turns up. I remember her being like at a cop in the Too Fast, Too Furious. She approaches him with a file and says, like, do you believe in ghosts? And in the file is an image of Michelle Rodriguez, a character who I don't see, but she's coming back apparently. Or she was presumed dead. I'm not sure. Yeah, there you go, man. There you go. That's a big twist for you because I'm assuming Michelle Rodriguez seemingly died. What? She's not dead. Ah, okay. Let me break down a quick... uh, There's nothing quick about this. (laughs) Let's just summarize what we've learned today. Going back to my original point, I think this is the turning point for Fast and Furious. It definitely is, because I guarantee I will be able to do mine much quicker than yours, but... Yeah, it's 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 a long, heavy heavy in terms of like load it's got a lot to kind of do it covers a lot of ground in a kind of boring and and not particularly engaging way at times if you like smashy car fun then the smashy cars do go smash i don't know if you've seen that look up that onion video where they interview quote unquote the director of fast five and it's like a six-year-old. <laughs> and he's like, they're like, how do you think of the script? And like, I played with my crayons. <laughs> and a thousand cars blew up. <laughs> and, you know, that's uh, essentially who wrote Plus Five. Right. But I'll leave us with a kind of thought, Sean. I think, I think this is going to be like the conversation we keep coming back to and the conversation we potentially close this series with. But let me introduce it now as we're fully into like this movie becoming a, a franchise. I feel like this is like a real, you know, this is where we start to get confused, which is what the franchise boys should be. What is, what is Fast and Furious about? You know, what is the, what is, what are these films saying or what do they believe in? It's family is the kind of running gag because Vin Diesel says the word family a million times. And that's what everyone is kind of, talking about and is motivated by but fast has a lot of things to say about a lot of 
other things that aren't just family you know it's crime thriller action there's a lot of gender kind of politics at play there's a lot about kind of masculinity and masculine relationships particularly in kind of dom and brian so i think there's going to be a lot of themes we're going to be talking about when when we get to the end of this and we're like well what the fuck was all that about Fast Five, I wanted to take away one like thread, and we don't need to fully discuss it now and here, but just an observation, I think, because with crime, you know, action, you're rooting for the criminals, you're rooting for these people doing a heist, they're not operating legally, but what they're doing is romantic in that they're doing it for selfless reasons, and the law, they, they operate outside of the law, okay? I've become interested then, what does this say about the law? What does this say about the other side of the aisle? What is this saying about the police? Sean, I've talked to you for about a fucking hour about Fast and Furious, but I cut out all of the Dwayne the Rock Johnson shit because it is completely superfluous to driving the story. We'll occasionally go and see Dwayne the Rock Johnson looking at a file of someone, scanning a video clip of someone, hunting these dudes down. It doesn't move the story along at all. And you could cut it all. But it kind of becomes important that it is there because he's kind of, although completely superfluous, a bit of an interesting character. He's law enforcement, genuine law enforcement, whereas the Brazilian police are corrupt. He is an American lawman. I don't know what to call him particularly or if he's a police. Is he FBI? Man, or, you know, I don't know if he's FBI or if, you know, what branch of the feds he's with. To be honest, he reads more like a leader of a military death squad. Like everyone's dressed in tactical gear. They're very well funded. They all have their semi-automatic rifles. They have access to satellites. You know, they've got the works. America have given these men everything they could want to catch these other guys in fast cars. Because uh, these fast cars boys are menaces. <laughs> Hobbs is highly motivated by his orders uh, to arrest and prosecute the fast gang. But not for any kind of ideal reason. Like, no core belief is at play. It's purely because these are orders and he believes they should be followed. There's a pretty crucial moment uh, where the officer Elena is doubting that, you know, Dom and co are actual criminals. Uh, she thinks a lot of the evidence is suspect it doesn't add up she's presenting evidence that they're maybe being misled uh hobbs disregards her evidence he physically throws it to the floor and he says this and this is the quote here's what makes sense all these guys are a names on a list they come up we take them down not a phone call more not a bullet less okay wow that's the law enforcement you know mm. that's those them's the police a pretty interesting take on the police to be honest like that's there's there's no sense of justice there it's more of a sense of duty uh later we when hobbs is given uh, an opportunity to arrest the antagonist he's like on the floor begging for his life saying help me he shoots him for personal revenge like i say he is a character is sort of superfluous but while the outlaws and the criminals uh, who are operating for selfless reasons, not the Brazilian mob who are selfish. You know, Dom and Co. are kind of seen as, you know, bonding, romantically, you know, driven characters. Uh, the police and the mob are selfish. They're self-motivated. They, uh, they do what they do because 
it is what they do. <laughs> so is the law, you know, is crime kind of a moral good? And is the law a, a doomed to fail kind of system because it's completely self-motivated, you know, and which opens them up to corruption, ignorance, recklessness. Uh, these are themes I thought kind of were interesting, although they kind of operate in the background. And I'm interested in Fast and Furious because it's kind of a big, dumb action movie. And they're typically not the kind of movies that invite you into a, a kind of deeper reading. But that stuff is there. Not <laughs> yeah, in my movie. And, and I'm glad you got this one. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think that happens in Fast 4 at all. And if it did, it went over my head. But th that's uh, that's fascinating. I, I'm I'm intrigued, uh, you know, uh, I, I and I'm interested to see how it what because in Too Fast Too Furious the police are kind of corrupt and and uh, I remember the police chief being corrupt. They, you know, it's a bit of a broken system. Uh, Tokyo Drift, they're kind of non. Well, Tokyo Drift, there is that line about like the police won't bother catching you if you're going over X miles an hour, and that's. You know, it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's not how the Tokyo police operate. But it is a reading of the police that they cannot be bothered to operate the law outside of it being convenient. So maybe this is the Justin Lin maybe. kind of theology. That, and maybe I that, did miss it in Fast 4. Now I'm trying to think back to see if there's any... Hmm. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into it. Sean, that was Fast 5. I'm so sorry. It, I I can't believe I thought I could do that in 20 minutes. But um, uh, I appreciate you listening to me. I hope it was a fast and furious and fun time. I, I'd be interested to hear what kind of film you think it is. I've mentioned it being quite dull in places, but, you know, the action stuff is there. And Han is definitely there in spades. And Gal Gadot is there to have her butt touched. And, and you know, a very goofy podcast going to the Blokes Network. Uh, yeah, fa Fast Five sounds like a very, very fast movie. Uh, very furious. It's almost incredible that you have described this movie in about the same runtime as the movie. Um, 30 minutes less, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say I'd say you, I get thirty minutes and change for you know nonsense. <laughs> but, uh, so come on, I'd say I'd say I did it in fifty. I'd okay, say 50. I cut this movie down to a fifty minute. You did this in fifty uh, minutes, which is which is admirable. I'm confused. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know, no, man. I'm, wor I'm worried. I so here's I tried to give you everything, everything that was essential to this particular plot i tried to give you where things were set up and where things paid off there's a lot here you probably didn't need to know about but i i wanted to dissect it as like a kind of a very different to what i had known about fast and furious a very kind of differently paced and differently blueprinted movie yeah um, i it's interesting because in fast and furious the fourth movie in the series it's very much the same as the previous mm. three and you're right fast and furious five fast five does seem like the linchpin into even even um the the end scene credits you know marvel universe kind of thing where you you key up the next the next film and you you give them the yep. little breadcrumb that they can go and be like "Ooh, what happened so i didn't watch the end credits of fast four but i, I doubt there was anything there and it was how dare you <laughs> it was very much of the doubt. same yeah well i am um, 
Sean, I uh, could, would. I, it's frustrating. But could we, could we treat this as an intermission? But it sounds like yours won't take as long. No. So this is a nice break for us to all go away and watch, uh, go and watch um, an interview, an interview with Vin Diesel being real creepy. <laughs> Look up creepy Vin Diesel. I guarantee it's the first thing that comes up. <laughs> uh, let's break here. And we'll be back. We're back. Oh my God, Sean. I mean, uh, if you're a listener, perhaps no time has passed at all. Perhaps you used the break to go and eat uh, some fruit forage for berries, nuts. I don't know your situation. Um, But a little behind the scenes, I was definitely running off the chaotic energy of a a sleep-deprived high in our first kind of chapter of, of this. And... It's safe to say I'm crashing. Uh, slowly but surely, the world is caving in around me. I am tired and itchy and cold. And I'm excited to hear about Fast and Furious 4 from Sean C. Yeah, let's just jump right in. Fast and Furious 4 is going to be nothing like Fast and Furious 5. Your movie was utter chaos. And I'm glad that you had to deal with that, and not me. So, Can I ask a... Can I start with a question? Yes. It's an unusual request, Sean, so feel free to turn me down. But would you just, could we start by spoiling the end? Because I, I know Dom is sentenced to prison. I was curious if, because the bus crash heist thing, that kind of, it's just a few very short scenes in the beginning of Fast Five, I was wondering if it was the closing scenes of Fast Four. Ned? It is. Yes. It's, it's it's like beat for beat. Exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, the ending. You know, and I, I would be remiss to to completely forget to uh, do our score. So I think I need to score your movie first. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I forget. This series isn't is pretty, is pretty contrived. Uh, but um, if uh, I, I think we were going like at the end, the total score of. Mm-hmm. whoever's fast movies like i think we win like a million dollars right uh yeah something like something that, like that. Uh, we'll, so, we'll figure it out uh sure, okay fast five i Hans in re- it a lot Han, yeah and that's why it's gonna get a higher score but you know i really want to give it a five just because it's the fifth installment mm-hmm. i can't do it that movie sounds like bullshit i'm going four. Ooh, very fair very fair is... It would be a three if Han was not in it. Wow. It's a three elevated to a four. Yeah. No, you know what, Sean? You're pretty much on the money. I think I talked a lot about the dead space of Fast Five. I swear to God, we're not talking more about Fast Five. This is <laughs> this is it. But we, I talked about the a lot of the dead air. The movie is like... I was looking and the reviews of it are pretty high. Like it's one of the higher rated Fast and Furious movies. You know, like I said, there's a lot of action, a lot of practical car smashing. That's all fun. And I, I think that's as much as maybe you can hope for in Fast and Furious. I mean, you, you disagree. I think you'd say Tokyo Drifters a little more than that. Yes. Um, I'd say I, you're right until the last like oh well the last like of third of the movie is awful but Tokyo Drift's a fun movie but if the last third of your movie is awful Sean it's not awful it's just tiring it's just boring it's just boring right yeah 
anyway. You don't you don't watch to- any we we did a whole like three hours on Tokyo Drift. We don't right. need to go back. Let's into it, drop but, uh, Fast Five. Fuck Fast Five. I'm yeah. interested how we got to Fast Five. I'd want to talk about and uh, tell me about the title for this one, Sean, because they seem to change every two minutes. Yep. So Fast and Furious Four is actually Fast and Furious. That's it. Fast and Furious. <laughs> they dropped both of the thes, and there are no numbers associated to this movie, except that it is the fourth installment in this series. Timeline-wise, it is much like your movie. It comes before Tokyo Drift, and it comes right before Fast Five. If you went into the movie not knowing that, you would be a little confused at first, like I was, but it did seem kind of off, and then you kind of piece it together. Okay, this is prior to Tokyo Drift. And with that, we open in the Dominican Republic. The start of this movie calls back to the very first movie, The Fast and The Furious, where blacked out cars going down a highway, there's a semi-truck, the cars are pulling up, and there's going to be some small heist or takeover of the car. In the first movie, you don't really see too much of it aside from them boxing in the truck, but this is a full-on scene. We see the semi-truck. Mark Sinclair is driving a black Buick. Mark Sinclair Vin's Vin Diesel. Yeah, I know. Sure. Who doesn't know that? What a... Right, 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 right. Sorry. <laughs> why do you uh... call him Mark? <laughs> What's your beef, Sean? Can I, I stop love this? the name Mark <laughs> you've clearly got a bit of a Vin Diesel beef, and I don't know if we can progress until it's addressed. Look, I like the name Mark Sinclair. I think it rolls off the tongue nice. Vin Diesel just makes me think of this, like, Makes me think of cars, it's Sean. The... Makes me think of cars. Okay, can we do a little? Yes. I don't want to interrupt your flow, but let's just do no, a quick little bit of role play, okay? I, you, mm-hmm. you're in a room. In walks Vin Diesel, Mark Sinclair. Yes. <laughs> and you address him as such, and he says, hey, "Sean, please call me Vin Diesel. You don't mind." That's not your real name, Mark. Yeah. That's not your real name. It's not very respectful, Sean. Mr. Sinclair, I am here because I want an autograph. You were in Tokyo Drift, the best movie ever done. You only had about 10 seconds in the movie, but you were in it. You know, they let me make more Riddick movies when I did that. They let me make Riddick. Have you seen Riddick, Sean? You know, I have not seen Riddick. It will be part of a... And I'm Vin (laughs) fucking Diesel, Sean, so, you know. Mark, it's been a pleasure. Can I... (laughs) Can I get Han's phone number? Can I get Sung Kang's phone number? Uh, he didn't give it to me, but uh, I'll ask him out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was good. I Wonderful. think that was progress. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think and he's still putting a mark at the end. Um, <laughs> go on. Go on. Call him what you may. You know. So We'll go back to Vin. Actually, we'll go to Dom. Okay. Yeah, Dom is driving Dom. a blacked out Buick, and he pulls up to the semi. We see another car pull up. And it has Han, and it has Letty. You must so they're be so together. hyped, Sean. Can you make? I, I was. I know this is a podcast. Can you make the face you made when uh, when you saw Han? Yeah. yeah and then it face. was followed. It was followed by, "Oh shit, it's Han!" Oh, you could so, hear that one. So <laughs> that's, yeah, uh, yeah. So Han pulls up. He starts doing some crazy driving with this pickup truck. Dom has pulled in front of the semi to kind of slow it down. Han does his crazy maneuvers. Letty jumps out of the pickup truck and throws a little hitch onto the tanker and they steal the gas. Uh, Letty jumps onto the semi now and is kind of going to get all these. It's basically a big 
gas tanker and they're stealing all the, the gas. Letty gets into trouble. She, you know, there's like this. Who's Letty? Uh, Letty is Dom's girlfriend, who is Michelle Rodriguez, who in your movie at the very end, you find out maybe she's still alive because do you believe in ghosts? Okay. Yeah, I cannot remember. It's, uh, I cannot Letty, remember Letty, Letty is you not... mentioning her in the synopsis of the first movie. Maybe I'm I'm insane, but I don't. She is don't there. She plays a good part of it, but she is Dom's girlfriend. Um, yeah. So Letty is on this semi. Oh, also, I, I I forgot because they weren't that big of a role in it. But the the two gentlemen who are speaking Spanish in your film, what were the names? Yes. I don't. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter? They're there. They also help try to steal some of the the oil from the tanker. Letty gets in a bit of a trouble because the the semi driver realizes she's stealing from him. Starts like going crazy. Dom pulls her into his car. There's a big explosion. There's a bunch of chaos. But in the end, they get the gas. They're fine. The semi truck driver jumps out of his car and it blows up. Great. So now there is a party and a bunch of drag races. I think what Fast Four, what I'm going to call Fast Four, is doing is it's kind of weaning you off of the drag racing, getting you ready to be fast five where there's basically none of it. Mm. Um, I think, I think they're slowly doing that. And Justin Lin is, is purposely doing it, I think, but we go from this car chase heist explosion to this drag race where we kind of see the drag races happening. People are using the gas that they've stolen to fill up on it. And then we have this scene where Han is talking to Dom and they use the same exact song from Tokyo Drift when Han is talking to Sean. So a nice little callback. The song is called This Is My Mexico. Great song. It's with these and character names. Dom, Sean, Han, Ron, Blan, There. <laughs> What's with that know, last one, to... man? What's with my favorite character? <laughs> They, you'll have on. to you'll have to ask Justin Lin. Han <laughs> says the cops are after them. Vin tells him, "Hey, we need to leave, but really, they're only after me. You need to break out. I'm going to kind of handle it." Han says, "That's great. I uh, heard they're doing some crazy stuff in Tokyo, and that's it. He's out. That <laughs> that is it? like that's it. So they bring him back for like three scenes, and then he's gone." So during this time, I'm reminiscing about Tokyo Drift because of the song that's playing in the background. And I looked it up. Uh, Brian Tyler scored the entire series. Well, all the Justin Lin series. I think in our commentary episode, I mistakenly said Slash made the song. Slash is in the song. He's playing the guitar, but Brian Tyler is the one who scored it. And he he makes it all work. If you want to listen to the original score for Tokyo Drift, wonderful soundtrack wonderful score as well so check that out this is my tokyo or this is my mexico is the song that's playing here let's get back to the movie letty finds out from dom okay the the feds are after us or whoever's after us i'm ride or die i'm staying with you dom i'm not leaving you he says great she falls asleep he leaves her a bunch of money and takes off basically saying um you know see ya now we cut to los angeles Dude is running down a hallway, breaks through a window, and we see Brian. Brian is chasing this man. He is chasing him through the streets, and he catches up to him. And the guy just says, oh, David Park is the guy you want. David Park is the guy who is is doing it. 
David Park hires people for street racing. He's maybe a street racer, not like super important. Just remember the name David Park. That was the whole Brian scene. Brian is basically a, a FBI dude now. As he it back turns out, with he, the, back he with the feds. He's back with the feds, which was part of the confusing part because I thought he had left the feds, or maybe he was so gone. That was too fast, too furious. They end it with like he gets exemption, and and you imagine he's back with the feds. Okay, okay. So he is back with the feds. Dom now gets a call, and he is told Letty has been murdered. So Letty. So his family to me. So real family. Yep. It's like I'm sitting here with Mark Sinclair. <laughs> what the fuck um, do you call me, you piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a funeral, and yeah. Dom comes back. The FBI are sitting at this funeral. They're kind of this is like the Godfather scene where they're mm-hmm. trying to like stake out the funeral. They're looking for Dom. Dom's up on a hill watching the funeral. Yeah, that's where I go um, my funeral. Smart, smart move, right? Mm-hmm. So he he shows up to his sister's place, Mia. And, Wait, who's dead again? Uh, Mia? No, who's dead? Who's dead? Oh, who's dead? Oh, oh, uh, Letty. Oh, Letty's so Dom's, dead. Letty is dead. Wink, Dom's wink. girlfriend. She's not dead. Dom shows up to Mia's place. Mia's like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. Like, yeah, yeah, they're going to get you. And he's like, oh, they're not going to get me. He comes back to Mia's place. She says, you're not supposed to be here. And he's like, it's fine. Uh, they're not going to get me. You know what? You need to do this. Okay. Give me a, you, they're not going to get me in, in. They can't catch me. I'm too fast. It's fine. I'm too fast for these couples. It's like I'm watching it again. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. So there's a guy now named Braga, and he's a heroin dealer. This is back in the FBI area. We see Brian doing his FBI stuff. The FBI is tracking the guy named Braga. They give you this whole spiel, say we need to bring him down. So that's why Brian is chasing some random dude through Los Angeles. This is where I was a little confused. I'm like, I think this is after Fast One because they're bringing up that like Dom and Brian are friends. But, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows? Mia takes Dom to the crash site. So these storylines are going back and forth. They're going back and forth and they're trying to figure out what's happening. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Mia takes Dom to the crash site where Letty was murdered. She was driving. A car hits her car, and then somebody walks up and shoots her in the face. In the uh, face? Well, how does she survive that? that? <laughs> well, it, it see, who knows? Basically, the cars crash. She's flipped upside down in the car, and then Dom is the cinematic element they use here is it's a flashback that dom somehow remembers but like (laughs) i guess it's like somebody told him so he's seen it happen letty is shot that's how she's murdered dom goes down looks at the ground and he goes i see the burn marks on the ground that's from nitro meth there's only one dude who sells that in all of la we get another little like hit of tokyo drift uh score music and then mia is brought into questioning at the fbi and then brian says hey let's talk to mia dom finds out so this is going back and forth dom finds out that the dude who did the mod by finding out who did the nitro meth mod the dude whose car it was is david park the same guy that brian is told to go after when he chases them down okay So Brian and Mia are at lunch now, and it's been five years since 
Brian has ghosted Mia. He says Mia needs to stay away from Dom because Dom's in hot water. She's pissed at Brian because he was undercover and he lied to her. And that's basically the scene. Now Dom is going after David Park and so is Brian. So they're both going the same exact time, unaware that any of this is going on or mm -hmm. unaware either of them know uh, to go get this David Park guy. Dom gets there first and he busts down the door and starts beating up the dude. He finds out that by smashing this dude's window out and then hanging him over the side of the window, three stories up, mm. that this dude runs cars for Braga. This is the, the heroin dude. Brian pulls up, sees this guy hanging out of the window and runs up and now he has a gun on Dom. And he's like, Dom, don't, don't shoot, don't let him go. Bring him back in. And uh, Dom says, oh, blah, blah, blah. really, I don't That's remember what good. he says, but he just he <laughs> he basically drops the guy. But the guy grabs onto the ledge and then Brian pulls him into safety. Dom escapes. So now we're trying to find Braga. Letty apparently was running cars for Braga. Mm. So Brian takes David into the FBI. He kind of figures this out. They get some more intel. Braga is the guy who's holding a race. And so the way that he initiates people into being his drug runner or his car runner, whatever, is he has a race. And this is this is the big race, one of the big races of this movie. He has a race to figure out who will be, you know, the pick to run the drugs. This is very too fast, too furious at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brian decides, okay, I need to join this race. And I need to go back undercover. And Dom decides, I'm going to join this race to find out who killed Letty. Brian's getting a bunch of cars together. We got some sick Nissan Skylines. We got some Nissan GTRs, R34s, R32s. Um, Dom's working on a car. And then they both show up separately to this race and they're eyeing each other. Whoever wins gets the job for all the drugs. And they're racing through busy streets now. There's two other cars. It's a good little race. Get towards the end. Dom and Brian are neck and neck. Dom T-Bones Brian to cheat and win the race. And That's now a, Dom... There's a line in Fast Five I didn't mention. It's like, oh, let's do a race. And and Brian's like, don't cheat this time. And Dom's like, you know, I'm going to let that go, are you? And I hope it go. keeps coming back. Yeah, this I is great. So. Dom uh, now wins this race and works for Braga. And at this point, I think... I, maybe I missed it, but I think because Brian was also pretty good at driving or at least came in second, gets to help or something. I don't <laughs> a know. A little it's, participation it's, award, eh? Yeah, basically. And now we have a scene that is almost beat for beat a scene from Tokyo Drift. And it's a club scene. Remember the club scene from Tokyo Drift? Glad we watched it together because this makes it even better. The club scene where Han is walking through a club and then they go through another club and then there's women well, there's everywhere. women crowd around Sean and Han's like, yeah. hey, careful, he's 12 years old. And Yeah, exactly. Uh, They're like, he looks 30. Um, no, really uncomfortable. So Justin Lin, I think he's paying homage to Tokyo Drift in a couple of these scenes. One of them is like kind of that club scene. I'd love to see somebody like splice this together and DM us on Instagram at lights.cameras.blokes. You know, perfect. the Fast and Furious 4 and Tokyo Drift, how you could match these scenes up. It's basically that cl club scene. And even there's like this, the scene when they meet up to race for Braga, it's kind of reminiscent of the Tokyo Drift like underground scene. They were even like playing the same music. So we're back here. Dom and Brian meet this guy 
whose name I think is Campos. And Campos is like the goon for Braga. Braga kind of sits in the, the high tower and Campos is doing all the deals. He brings Dom and Brian to the club and he's like, let's drink. So they're drinking and then Dom and Brian are kind of eyeing each other again. And he's like, what's up with you guys? And he's like, I used to date his sister or something like that. Go to raise a toast. Compost is like, to the ladies we've loved and to the ladies we've lost. Uh, so it's kind of like this, oh, he knows Letty died. I That's kind of the, the thing he's he's laying down there. So we're leaving We're leaving the club. Sean, Another, Sean, Sean, take a breath. Yeah. Take a yeah. breath, Sean. It's okay. <sighs> Thank you. It's okay. I, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's okay. okay. This is I a lot. I think we're good. There's a lot of movies. This is a lot. It's, it's, this part is another callback to the, the Tokyo Drift scene. In that scene, when Han is leading Sean through the, the club, uh, we see two women making out. I'm sure you remember that scene. They're making out. <laughs> what does that and, mean? Whoa. Well, no, because it's so out of, it's so out of like right field where you're like, they walk through a club, but like there's these two women in this dingy alley that are just making out. Sure. Justin uh, Lin I, has not. Okay. Listen, sure. no, 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 I'm going to push back. I find love beautiful, Sean, whether it be in the dingiest of alleys or the shadiest of Tokyo strip clubs, okay? So- well, I hope you find this love beautiful because Justin Lin has upped the ante. Not only are there two women making out in this alley or whatever part of the club. That's weird. There are three, and they are going oh, come on. super <laughs> hardcore uh, as both the main characters walk past. It is basically him being like, remember that scene in Tokyo Drift? Well, in Fast and Furious, we're going crazier. Whoa. Now Brian is searching for Braga. Um, He's going through the club and he's looking in the club for Braga and Campos. Campos is cheersing with this older gentleman who we assume is Braga. And then there's another cut and Dom is in the garage searching for this car that probably crashed into Letty, the, the actual car. And this is where we kind of meet Gal Gadot. She's in this movie. Oh, Gal Gadot's in... I thought she was yeah. just, she just showed up, but she's a, no, and she's an established character, is she? Yeah, she's in here. She's doing her thing. She's talking to Dom. And then <laughs> Dom is talking about like the types of girls he likes uh, to Gal Gadot. He's like, I like girls that are this, this, and this. And she's like, that's not me at all. And he's like, you're right. So he's still thinking about Letty. Brian and Dom meet up to work for Compost now. So this is like the next day. There's like the semi-truck. They drive their cars on to start running drugs, presumably. The semi-truck takes them off and like two other racers. And then semi-truck opens up. They drive their cars out and we meet the dude who killed Letty. Um, and it's this guy. Sorry, Freddy? Phoenix. Fe- J- James? <laughs> no continue it's it's this guy it's this new guy and he's got this like hammer and sickle communist tattoo on his neck Mm. uh makes no like he doesn't talk about communism or marxism he's not russian he is like hispanic but he's a communist yeah i just i don't understand there's like a massive hammer and sickle tattoo on his neck dom figures out this is the dude because like it's the same car that was in the garage Mm -hmm. he found out it was owned by phoenix that's the dude's name phoenix so before anything happens they're kind of at the standoff brian's like looking at dom dom's just like pissed before getting out of the car and confronting phoenix dom 
undoes his nitrous in his car and and puts the cigarette lighter to heat up. That thing, once it's done, it's going to pop out and, and cause this explosion. That's what mm-hmm. happens. Big old explosion. Dom punches Phoenix. There's a scuffle. Bunch of guns get drawn. Yada, yada. Brian helps Dom escape in a Hummer. So now they're kind of like, you know, buddies again. So Brian were, drives off. Were they not, but were they, they were kind of at, at odds? They were, yeah, they were at odds. They were at odds. They, Brian, a fed and Dom is pissed. So at this point, they, they have all this heroin in this Hummer that they were going to run in the cars. Scratch that. I think I fucked it up. Basically, there's like a, basically before that, the, they, the, four racers they drive the drugs across the border there's like tunnels right they like brian dom and these two other guys drive the drugs across and that's where the heroin gets to america okay i think it doesn't really matter basically they just drove drugs it's fine now brian and dom have the drugs yes ned (laughs) what's that i'm freaking out I thought you asked me. Asked me. No, no, uh, Sean. Sean. Personally, I think you need to hear from a friend right now. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Sean, calm yourself down. It's okay. It's okay. You, Sean, we're family. Thank you, Vin. Hey, thank you for calling me Vin. That's very important to me. I'm Vin Diesel. <laughs> it, it's somewhat calming. It helps. <laughs> right, so we're back in Mexico. Look out for the no, we're back in Vin Diesel ASMR tape. <laughs> Sean, please go on. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. <laughs> no, it's helpful. So we're back in California. I, I'm guessing we're at like the border because they've just driven across. Brian and Dom stash the sixty million dollars worth of heroin that they have in the back of this truck, and they take the car to a police impound lot because Brian is still FBI. And they stash the car and the drugs there. So now in that scuffle, Dom has been hurt and he needs help. So Brian and Dom meet up with Mia, who's there to patch up Dom. She's going to do, you know, like the surgery to help him. There's no bullet in him. He just needs to be stitched up. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're at this. I think I I think it's Mia's house. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they're at a house and. You know, they're 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 Gurpin Coronas all movie. Like Dom is just he is brand loyal. He will only drink Coronas. It made me think we might need to watch Fast and the Furious nine by drinking Coronas. I I don't know. Maybe that's what they want us to do with all this yeah, it uh, like you're branding to it. And I can tell you yeah. by Fast Five, they're not drinking. They're not drinking Coronas in Fast Five. I would have no, I okay. recognized the brand. They're drinking a different brand of beer. So. Okay, screw screw drinking beers. Yeah, we're good. We'll leave that in Fast 4. So, <laughs> I, I don't know why I put this here, but in my outline I put Brian might be one of the worst police officers ever. Constantly through this movie, he is just choosing to do the wrong thing all the time. And I, it's like always like, oh, because of family. But like he's just like going against the FBI constantly. It, um, because just, this is the thesis of Fast and Furious. The police are bad and the crime is good. And I think, yeah, I think you're right that 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 theme is throughout this movie. It's just like I think it in your movie, it sounds like although it might be clumsily done, it's more of a theme in this one. It's just like Brian's just an idiot. I don't know. Brian, Brian's <laughs> just kind of like whatever. So they're in the house. Dom is going through Letty's like old possessions in the house. Well, 
Brian and Mia are talking and he finds her phone, like her cell phone, Letty's old phone, and he rings the last call and Brian's phone starts ringing. <gasps> and Dom's like, you bastard. And he goes and he starts beating the shit out of Brian. And you, why don't you give me that line, actually? Sean, I wouldn't dare. You nailed it. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. So Brian is getting tossed around and then finally he's like hey stop dom letty did it for you letty did it for you she was trying to clear your name and in exchange for getting braga she was running drugs for the fbi so like she called brian and in exchange for clearing dom's like to get him basically everybody's after dom still but like to get him free of charges she started doing stuff for the fbi and brian somehow dom's fine with that now like Dom's like okay, whatever. So now they're back. Seems like a uh, weird they, thing to be fine with, but you know. Yeah, you like would... he's pissed, but like it's family. She was doing it for family. Like it's I don't know. Sean, you've really the, we've both channeled the spirit of Martin St. Clair here. He's with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, okay, so now Brian goes back to the FBI and says like, "Hey, let's get Braga. We need to do like this hand." to hand exchange with Braga. But, you know, if if I get Braga, you got to let Dom free. And so <laughs> FBI right. agrees to this, I guess. Uh, Dom doesn't think it's going to happen. Dom's like, the FBI are just going to come after me after we do this, so it doesn't really matter. Dom and Brian now are back, and they're going to meet up with Braga because they have all his drugs. The cars pull up, and there's like the same dude that Compost was cheersing with. He gets out of the car and he's this old dude in a really shitty suit. I don't I don't know if that was like part of it, but like this just not a good fitting suit on this dude. Mm-hmm. So Braga walks up and he's just like, all right, where's my stuff? And and Brian's like, you mean this? And like he opens one of the things and like there's nothing in there. He's like, you're going to get it when we do whatever. Uh, <laughs> finally, they like or, or when we get some of the money. Right. So they're like. Yeah. exchange for the money no i liked it before i liked you'll get your money when we've done whatever <laughs> yeah so they give they give him some money and then they give some of the drugs and then while this is happening there's been like this fingerprint thing that's been going on in the background at the fbi brian had pulled two of those the shot glasses that braga and compost were like cheersing with and he gave it to the FBI and they've been like spending months trying to figure out who these people are. They're like, Oh shit. And what happens is they smash cut back to the the deal and all hell breaks loose. Basically the, the FBI come in to like arrest Braga and they go to do that. But then like everybody flees and compost and Phoenix get in a car and they ride off together. And then we smash cut back to the FBI and they're like, that's not Braga. And we find out that, braga is just some decoy the real braga is compost oh shit yeah so the real braga is fleeing the scene they just arrested this old dude who's kind of like he's the actual goon he's like the body double that they like always stage as a real guy but the mastermind is compost real name braga so they flee and now brian and dom are gonna go get braga brian and mia are making out i'm assuming this is this is how she um how did you put it she uh she was incredibly she's, pregnant <laughs> yeah she's kind of she's she's gifted with his uh kitty slime that, that no that one crossed a line <laughs> 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 
that was intro. I'm, gl- I'm glad <laughs> I'm I'm glad like nobody in my family uh listens to this. Uh, <laughs> except for my sister. Shout out Kara. I sorry uh, about sorry about this, Kara. You know, I'm I'm very tired. <laughs> anyway, let's get let's let's go past that uh part. <sighs> You are so, man. You I'm sorry. I, I set place. you up and it was it was bad. Wait, so <laughs> she gets pregnant by making out? Is that how that works? No, that... no, no, Ned. We can have that conversation some other time. <laughs> um, I'll explain it to you. But <laughs> no, it, sure. it I, I need to. Vin Diesel needs to know. Sure, tell me where the babies come from. <laughs> <laughs> I like you sleep deprived. You know, this is, this is great. <laughs> Real chaotic shit right here okay uh yeah so so they are an item again or maybe not i think i think they're kind of it was like a kiss goodbye kind of thing because brian could be going off and doing other stuff god i wish people kiss me goodbye (laughs) um what what does it is it ever addressed i apologize for stopping you here but what happened to penelope cruz from two fight is it ever brought up does he ever mention there was another woman no i nothing Uh, i don't even yeah no if if they did, I I completely missed it. That's fair enough. So at this point, they Dom and Brian have left to go and get Braga. He is in Mexico at this point. Gagado she meets with Dom and Brian, and because she's kind of had the hots for Dom the whole movie, she's like, I'm gonna help you out because she works for Braga. Okay, she's like she's she's, on Braga. she's turning yeah, and she gives a location to Dom and Brian. And at no uh, point does she use her butt to to gather fingerprint evidence. No, no, she's okay. She's pretty tame in this movie. Okay, um, uh, uh, yeah. and please, if you're at home, write in and tell us if it's Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot, because uh, because <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry. So Dom and Brian go to Mexico. They find and they arrest Braga at a church. Dom was gonna shoot him in the face, but then he's like, "No, I'm not." And then Brian arrests him. That's good of him. That's good of him. Yeah. Now they're going to drive. And Dom basically wants to go find uh, Phoenix who killed Letty. Brian has compost, a.k.a. Braga, in his car. And they're, it's a, a, I forgot to mention this. This is a uh, Subaru WRX STI hatchback. It's a pretty sick car. They are driving through Mexico trying to escape back to California. And Braga's people are chasing them. They're, they're getting chased. This also plays back into when they're running the drugs. I said that they were driving from Mexico to California and like they they went through some tunnels. So now they're in the same area and they're going to go drive through those tunnels to get back to California. This is probably one of the last like car thing chase scenes that like we'll see in Fast and Furious. I'm guessing because in Fast Five, there isn't really much of this, but like I'm not saying it'll never happen again. But, you know... This... Yeah, it's more heist movies now. But this is the big, like, chase escape scene with their nice that's cars. There's so... a big car scene at the end of Fast Five. I don't want to... Uh, Continue, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> they get through the tunnels, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of explosions. Yada, yada, yada. They get out of the tunnels, but Brian's car gets flipped over by Phoenix's car. So, like, Phoenix is, is chasing them. Hits them. It's not looking great. Brian's on the ground. Compost is pulled into Phoenix's car, and Dom is nowhere to be seen because he's through the. He's tra- still trying to get through the tunnels. Phoenix pulls out a gun. He's going to shoot Brian in the face, and then 
Dom flies out of the tunnel in his car and smashes the car into Phoenix and he pins Phoenix up against Brian's car. So he kills Phoenix. Who does get Dom kills Phoenix. Dom kills Phoenix and then he helps Brian up. At this point, we see the police that are kind of like coming in to like arrest everybody. There's helicopters, a bunch of cars, and Brian says to Dom, hey man, you need to leave. And Dom's like, I'm done running. So Dom is jailed. Mm. And he and Brian shows up to vouch for him at this trial, mm. right? Mia's there. And the judge is like, although like you did this, yada yada, you're so good at you know, or you you did it for family, whatever. <laughs> 25 to life. Brian storms out all pissed off. And then we see a scene that you've described. Dom is on a prison bus, mm. and then a bunch of cars out of nowhere drive up. Brian, Mia, and those two guys that you mentioned and I mentioned that are at the beginning of the scene, they show up to break out Dom. And then Tokyo Drift is still the best movie out of all these. Sean, you just wait until Fast 6, okay? (laughs) Sean, so your film leads right into my film. That's where babies come from. <laughs> no, your, your film seems to, to transition right into the movie I saw. And I, I get the feeling... See, this is what I mean, like, it's really becoming more franchisey Because I think, like, now five is going to do the same to six. Like, I think six is going to be a lot of payoff for the things set up in, in five. Especially the Letty, Michelle Rodriguez stuff. I'm worried, of course, because you're going to see six. I'm not. I'm going to see seven, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I'm worried I'll never see Michelle Rodriguez. More than that, I'm worried that you're lying to me about Michelle Rodriguez. I think Michelle Rodriguez may be some false flag sort of operation thing. You're trying to trick me. Letty may not be like I thought. She's I a crisis her. actor. She's she's a crisis actor. She's a crisis, she's actor. A crisis actor for Fast and Furious, and she's not real. And I'll never see her in one of these movies because I keep missing her. We but can, uh, we can only hope that she shows up in Fast Seven. I hope so. I hope so. I'm worried now. I've never seen her in anything, and she's not real, and I'm insane. <laughs> uh, or, or I am Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> There's a thought. I'm gonna wow. look in the mirror wow. tonight, wow. and I will be. I will be <sighs> Michelle Rodriguez. So why don't you give this movie a score, man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sean said, "Like someone who's really done with this shit." <laughs> uh, we we're only like halfway through, dude. What do you mean halfway through? <laughs> We're getting to Fast 9, but there's also like three other properties. Yeah. Los Bandoleros. Or so, there's like, there's, we're halfway through this franchise. You're right, man. This is the special halfway through mark. It sounds like a lot more happened. Weirdly, I took longer to talk about my movie because it's an intrinsic machination of, of movie properties all fucking slamming together. But nothing really happens. It sounds like more happens in your film. It sounds like yeah. there's murder, betrayal, love, loss, Vin Diesel. I mean, he was in mine as well, but it sounds maybe like even more Vin Diesel than yours. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, less Han. Less Han is the thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Less Han is the thing. I'm feeling a... <sighs> Let's call it a strong a strong four. To a light five, mm-hmm. but I'm going for a strong four. Uh, okay. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, yeah. I think 
it sounds fine. It sounds yeah, the movie you've described to me, Sean, sounds fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think this this is like the restart period because let's just talk about Tokyo Drift or not. Uh, let's just <laughs> talk about Fast God, and Furious. Sure, no, <laughs> <laughs> let's no talk about sure. Fast and Furious, the franchise. I think this is kind of after Tokyo Drift. Fast and Furious was dead, but I think they said, you know what, Justin Lin. Here are the keys to the car. <laughs> Here are the keys oh. to the car, and you go do whatever you want with it. So I yeah. think Fast and Furious, the fourth installment, is kind of like, okay, we're going to just basically start fresh, and we want to make it real simple. And then five comes along, and then six. And yeah, 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 yeah. So we have a listener that uh, sent in a great, a great suggestion. Please. Um, two suggestions so first well um, that's a bit fucking rich i think you can come at me with one suggestion okay but what, you we'll, want to run we'll this fucking podcast you want you think you can do my fucking job yeah let's hear them let's hear them <laughs> uh great idea from our fan that goes by the overlooked octopus from king kong versus oh, godzilla it's, 1962 it's the octopus king Sick. yeah so first is a power index that he is wonderfully named two blokes two furious power index and the way this works is we are going to continue to update this, but starting with the worst movie and then working your way up, yep, yep, name yep, off yep. the best movie. So I'm going to go ahead and start this because we all kind of know where this will end. Starting with Fast and Furious 5. So uh, Fast 5 is probably the least favorite so far. I'm going to go Fast 4. Then I'm going to go Too Fast, Too Furious because Ludacris is in it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go The Fast and the Furious because I, I did enjoy that movie, even though you made me watch it like 17 times. And then <laughs> I'm going to end with Tokyo Drift because, spoiler alert, I like Tokyo Drift. Well, what a shock. I, Sean, I, that's, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know, starved of sleep. I think, uh, I think that is the angriest you've ever been with me is, is that I made you watch The Fast and the Furious like six times and you've always been chill about it. But I saw you break now. I saw the mask slip away and it was beautiful. Sean, it was beautiful. No, I did. I, the thing is, I think I said it in our recording. Yeah. I started liking the movie. Yeah, because I made you watch it like six times. Yeah. Um. <laughs> i've driven you mad okay yeah i'm gonna say you're right up to a point i think to see i've not seen fast and furious you've not seen too fast and furious i yeah. think for my money no maybe maybe i'm getting the bad ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you're probably right it probably goes five four two one tokyo drift that's okay. that sounds right i mean i'm gonna have to prey on this uh, it's a shot in the Please dark do. for me. I, and I hate to just agree with you for agreement's sake, but like nothing I've seen has been that amazing <laughs> outside of enjoying Tokyo Drift. Uh, I think the reveal, I think the reveal of in the first movie, if you if you went into it not knowing Fast and Furious, where Brian is a uh, undercover agent, is like a pretty fun little reveal. Sounds fun. That's well, why that I put it fun. Too. So, okay. Uh, and then the second thing, just mm-hmm. a brief one. Uh, what are we looking forward to in the next movies? So we, we've we kind of explained it. Yes. We are up to speed. What are you expecting? What an anticipations this do you have smart. for, for the movies? I'll start. <clears throat> I want more Han. 
(laughs) 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 Okay. I want more Han. And I kind of want to see a heist. I want to see a a well-executed, good... Like, I like the Oceans franchise. Yeah. And I've seen all of them. I really hope that Fast 6 has, like, a good... Because this is where it's going. This is what I've heard it's going to turn into. I heard it's going to be craziness. um, Mm -hmm. And it just turns into heist movies. I hope that what happened in Fast 5, where you're just saying they kind of moved the plot along with solving these stupid problems, these little puzzles. I hope that Fast 6, they bring in some writers that will actually say, no, let's, let's give them a good puzzle to solve. And they solve it properly, and it's nice, and it's excellent, and then Han makes an appearance. You want Han? You want heists? I, I will say, I feel I've understated that the scene where they're driving a huge safe through the roads of Rio de Janeiro is very fun because a lot of things get smashed and it is extremely silly and that is where like 90% of the enjoyment of the movie comes from is is that sequence i agree i want more insanity i want like someone driving a tank off a fucking apache helicopter a dom's like screaming this reminds me of family <laughs> and like that's <laughs> uh, that's the kind of weird shit i want to see things take i want to see them like stealing fucking satellites <laughs> from the government i want a, an underwater i want an underwater scene sean i want there to be cars underwater i don't know how i don't care how i want to see them in the ocean in some in some that's, regard that's cool that's yeah. my that's my wish list at the moment i want uh, so the other thing is i want corona to make an appearance the beer not the yeah yeah come on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that it <laughs> i you I think I think Vin Diesel drinking a Corona is one of my favorite things because the way he holds the bottle, he's always gripping the neck of the bottle and then yeah. he tilts it all the way up. I like that. I see. I, <laughs> I doesn't your beer kind of get a little warm when like you got your huge meaty fist around? I don't know. <laughs> um, Sean. I liked your idea. Neither of us are really drinkers, but I think we will have to we will have to open a Corona in honor of the Lord and Savior. He is a saint after all, Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we may have to open a beer or two as as we go. But yeah, I'm 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 excited for things to get weirder. That's gonna be where like they've gone from like fun sanitary kind of early 2000 films you can see them kind of going through an adolescence phase now where like i think an important thing i didn't talk about in fast five is it feels like a very big visual shift from the first couple of films like too fast too furious and tokyo drift look very different to what fast five looks like fast five looks like a 2010s action film like there's a lot of dust and rubble and glass and sweat and it's men's being men whereas i think earlier films were a little more clean and sanitary and like yeah it's it's dudes racing cars so there's gonna be more punch-up stuff i want more of that cars in the sky cars in the sea cars in the sky sky, sky. and han and han and han and i I gal gadot i'm happy to see her back i hope she uses her butt for good and not evil <laughs> and there you go man we did it we're we're halfway through congrats man congrats join us next time i mean if you've listened to like two hours of this fucking two and a half hours of this then thank you 
thank you so much. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for waiting for us while we were gone. Sean, play us out with, uh, with, play us out. Okay. You got this. You got to do it. You got to do it. Come on, <gasps> Sean. <laughs> I'm so tired, Sean. <laughs> Sean. This is the last thing I'm asking you. I'll I'll take the edit if you can if you can convert this right now. I will edit this. <laughs> oh no, the stakes are too high. Sean, tell me, man. Tell me about family, <laughs> Sean. Family, family's the thing that happens when two people are together <laughs> and they love each other and they have nitro and they have NOS and they're just ramming. Oh, wow. <laughs> there it is. We've all learned something today, including I'm not right in the head. <laughs> and, uh, we'll see if I can fix that next time. Goodbye, all. Right. I've got to get back in my headspace. I'm fast. I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> that will go at the end.